This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on a Sunday. It is July 11th. Check that out. It's 7-11. We are here chilling on a Sunday, and let's talk some pit hoops. We're not going to talk about, you know, with Jeff Capel. I have talked to you guys to death about Jeff Capel, what the recruits are. There's no updates in the recruiting situation. Judah Mintz was the last guy they got. They still got, like, another uh, scholarship or two left for this year's team. They're they're making moves on, on the future teams. All that we will continue to discuss at some point. But right now, it is extremely relevant to talk about what's going on in the NBA with the NBA Finals. And you're going to say, well, why do I care about the NBA Finals? Because I'm a pit basketball fan. Well, did you forget that Western Pennsylvania's own Cam Johnson is in those NBA Finals? And not just in those NBA Finals, he's playing well. Now, if you're a diehard Pitt fan, you're like, oh, yeah, the same Cam Johnson that left Pitt after his redshirt sophomore season. Yeah, I remember that guy. Now, what I posted about this on my Twitter account, at Carter Critiques, by the way, follow me there if you don't already. Same same handle for my Instagram. But when I posted that there, and, you know, there were some people that were like, yeah, this is actually really cool. This guy went to Old Lady Sacred Heart, played there, balled out there, and signed with Pitt in 2014. But people remember, man, he left Pitt to go to his in-conference rival. I wouldn't call North Carolina a rival yet because Pitt really doesn't have a rivalry with them. Pitt has to really establish themselves in the ACC, which they haven't yet. That's a whole other story. But I look at I look at, at, at that transfer, and some people were, when I posted it, they were like, who cares? He wasn't actually Pitt. He, he didn't care enough to stay. And... Before we get into what Cam Johnson's doing now, come on, people. Y'all saw what was going on with Kevin Stallings. It wasn't like he left a great situation here at Pitt. The program was falling apart. That's why Jeff Capel was brought in. That's why he is here trying to rebuild everything. That's why it's so hard to get and keep players right now because of that debacle that that happened. Johnson played two years for Pitt. His first year was cut short because he had a he had a significant knee injury, and they red shirted that year. But as a red shirt sophomore, he averaged like eleven point nine ish points per game, and he ended up getting he ended up graduating from the the university in three years. Kid kid's smart, by the way. Got his communication degree and, and and became a graduate transfer to North Carolina. And even though initially Stallings tried to prevent it, he tried to you know, he tried to pr- protest it and um, keep him from playing for a year for North Carolina. They eventually backed off. 
But but you know, Cam Johnson was playing it clear. He's like the whole reason was because they had a lose they had a losing record. They were falling apart, and he didn't like the coaching situation. And again, who could blame him? Kevin Stallings. Every time if you listen to those old press conferences, I used to listen on ninety three point seven The Fan and hear him just go off in his post game stuff, and he would just blame this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, and nothing was nothing was. Hey, we got to do better as a team. It's like, man, these guys they're too lazy. They don't want to do these things. And he's he's coming after these players all the time. And it was just like, whoa, 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 buddy. And it was and it was like anyone who listened could notice the guys who were picking out were the guys that he didn't recruit to the program guys that were there before him and then we saw when he had the guys who he recruited we, we saw what that looked like but that's why cam johnson left but right now cam johnson the reason you should be excited about this he's playing for the phoenix suns they're up 2-0 in the nba finals now, i don't think i need to explain just the the gravity of that but in case I do, you need to understand the Phoenix Suns right now are the best team in basketball. They're playing it like at least. They they definitely have the best chemistry in basketball right now. Their quote unquote big three is a group is a group of guys is is an old Chris Paul and two guys that wouldn't have been considered part of a big three. They were young up and comers in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. But the rest of the team plays around them so so well. Campaign. And Cam Johnson is absolutely part of that of that mix. Now Cam Johnson, of course, comes off the bench, but he's given them crucial minutes during these games. And it's important to remember when we're talking about the Suns. This isn't a team, again, they didn't buy their way, you know, the, the old stereotypes of what made basketball boring, of, oh, they, they bought their way into this, oh, they did this, oh, they did that, well, not these guys. Chris Paul's about as far as you can go in that, everyone else is is part of their homegrown team, and this is an organization that hasn't been to the NBA Finals since 1993, I was four years old, and just last year, they stunk. They were 34 and 39. Year before that, they were 19 and 63. 21 and 61 with that. They were they were they had been a they've been a laughing stock for the past like six years in the NBA. But this year they're balling. And Cam Johnson is absolutely a big part of that. Not a not a huge part of it, but he's been he he's been he's been crucial this year. And especially in these playoffs. So far they've played 17 playoff games. He's averaging 20 minutes a game. He's hit. He, he's averaging about 8 points a game. Gets about a steal. About 3 rebounds or so. But he's also hitting 3 pointers. And he's come in. And if you look at some of these NBA Finals performances... Well, there's been two. But in each of the two ones, he's come off the bench, giving them two three-pointers. And over the past mm, seven playoff games, he's averaged double-digit points. By the way, this is his first trip to the NBA playoffs. In the Western Conference Final, which was a really good showdown 
between uh, the Suns and the Clippers. He missed the last game. He missed the game six, but when he was playing, he had 12 points in game one, 11 points in game two, 12 points in game three, only five points in game four, but he had 14 points in game five. And in the last two games of the NBA Finals, he's had 10 points and 8 points. He's given Pittsburgh something to root for. And I know some people are like, I don't care about the NBA and all that other stuff. People who say that really too hard, you're trying too much. It is a fun sport to watch. I get it if you don't got a squad to be invested in. But there's a reason that it's the number two sport in the country. And there's no debating that. I'm not trying to, I'm not doing this, it's my time, people trying to say, oh, hockey's bigger. The Stanley Cup isn't anywhere nearly as watched as just the lead-ups to the NBA Finals. It's just not. Stop it. And if you want to argue baseball, I'm I'm not even going to waste my time with that nonsense. But I think there's a really cool thing happening here for a local guy who did play for Pitt, and again left, but understandably left, and is balling out here in the NBA Finals, giving Pitt fans something to root for. And I want to talk about some of the things that that Suns team has been doing in the NBA, because there's things I really like that I see of them on film. I'll talk about that more after this. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our talk here on uh, Pitt Basketball's short-time alum, Cam Johnson. Of course, he made his hay at University of North Carolina, but again, as I explained in the last segment, I don't hold that against him, and I don't think any other Pitt fan should after we now know how, how bad Kevin Stallings was for everyone associated with the program. But one thing that I really like about what Cam Johnson's been around, like you, you see the ball movement, you see the effort from this team, the coordination that everyone's chipping in. That's the kind of basketball that I think everyone can relate to. Because I do get people, certain people's complaints when they're like, you know what, I I miss it being complete teams and not two or three all stars for one team just destroying everyone in their paths which happened for about two years with the Heat, and then people said, oh, that's all the NBA is, and I was like, well, it was only really two years, and, you know, the Warriors became a thing for a while, and then there was different super teams here and there, but right now, all the super teams, they're dead. Now, a lot of that's because of injury, and Anthony Davis lost with the Lakers, and, um... You know, the, the the Nets, Kyrie got hurt, Harden was playing hurt, all they had was Kevin Durant, and him by himself almost beat the Bucks. But you've got two teams right now that are solidly built around a couple stars and then have a bunch of good role players. The Bucks got Giannis Antetokounmpo, and if you ain't watching what's going on in those NBA in these NBA finals, this man like put up 40 points the other night. 
and still couldn't get a W for his team because he was just like, and he, you saw it at the end of the game, he was huffing and puffing like, man, I came back from a hyperextended knee injury. I'm balling out, and I, we still can't get it done. And they've got Drew Holiday, a good role player. They've got Chris Middleton, a good role player. They've got Brooke Lopez, another good role player. They've got guys in their squad to combat. But these Suns, they're playing away that reminds me of the most fun parts of college basketball that when I've when I've watched in my lifetime. Pitt hoops back in the back in the Ben Howland days when they reformed and became exciting to watch with Brandon Knight and Julius Page and Deron Brown and Ontario Lett and Donna Savakis, that crew, Chevy Troutman, Carl Krauser. They were fun to watch because they had chemistry, because the ball movement was there. They were pressuring. They were helping. There was, they, they, there was consistent effort. There was fighting. And even in the games where you knew they were outmatched, they didn't go out like no punks. Now, I'm not saying that their level is close to what the Suns level. Now, the Suns are you know, at a professional level, but you're seeing the ball movement. When Devin Booker's getting double teamed, he's kicking it out. Chris Paul's working the offense. They work it to a Cam Johnson or a campaign or, you know, campaign, Cameron Payne, that guy coming in, he was like an international player. And now he's, he's, he's back in the States and he's balling. And don't get me started on, on, on Crowder or DeAndre Ayton. If you want to see an awesome moment for this team, just look up the Valley Oop. Just YouTube that. It's fun. Might've been the best play of these playoffs. But what's really cool is when I'm seeing Cam Johnson be a part of that, I'm seeing what could have happened if he was here at the University of Pittsburgh. Because that was the kind of talent. That, guy's, that guy right now is a, decent, is, is a decent to good, I'd say very good role player in the NBA. He's only in his second year. He could continue to grow, probably will be a starter within a couple years. But that was that was the kind of talent that Pitt needed to attract to compete. You, you weren't going to get, you know, the the Tim Duncans, the Shane Battiers, even though Shane Battier kind of was a role player himself. But the Chris Boshes, Dwayne Wade's, they weren't winning those recruiting battles, and they and they probably still won't now, even with Jeff Capel, until they do some more damage. But you can get guys like Cam Johnsons, and that's why I started talking about this, so I can get to this point: is that. People are thinking like like with Efton Reed, and I was t- I, I was telling y'all like, hey, there's a chance, there's a chance. Don't put your whole heart on it, but there's a chance. And it didn't happen, and that sucked for Pitt. But the bottom line is, you gotta look you, you gotta look through all the things here for Pitt, and see like, man, this program was good enough to get a guy like that. A dude balling in the NBA Finals, hitting threes, being a, a good role player. And, and and a guy that, you know, the announcers, Jeff Gandhi, Mark Jackson, they're like, look at Cam Johnson doing his thing out of UNC. The program can attract guys like that. And maybe guys even better. Maybe Judah Mintz is, is, is one of those guys. I don't know. Maybe John Hugley will be one of those guys. I don't know. But there's a lot of people out there who I think have just put Pitt into the conversation of they will never be relevant again in college basketball. And I'm not saying national championship relevant because, well, in my lifetime, that's never even been a thing. But the, the closest they got was the Elite Eight. I think this team can be, get, this, this program can get back to being a tournament contender, a team that goes in and says, hey, we're going to give you a good run for your money. 
may not win the ACC, but they'll get more than one win in the ACC when they actually start to build the foundation that Jeff Capel's been talking about. And if you need to hear my explanations on what's been going on and why it hasn't taken place yet, I have a whole bunch of other H2P podcasts that I've broken this down for weeks in. Talking about to rebuild what Kevin Stallings broke down. It takes a lot of time on top of the pandemic, keeping Jeff Capel from doing the things that he needs to do as far as a chemistry builder for his program. On top of all the things that have broken apart. And on top of the transfer portal exploding for the first time like this than it ever has to over 1,710 players in college basketball. It's never even cl- close to happened. It was like at 1,020-ish last year, I believe. And you know, it's it, even that was a high number for the years before. This is there's a lot that he that he has to deal with in this time. I've explained why it's gonna it's taken time to build this foundation, but I'm also explaining that he can rebuild it. And when we're talking about players that would make Pitt relative again, you don't you don't need the superstars. And I, as I was writing about it, and you go back on our Pitt page on DKPittsburghSports.com, as I was covering those basketball games early in the season when they started off 8-2, and two, you felt a different chemistry. You felt something alive between the team. They liked playing with each other. They were getting things done. And something happened midway, it, it went away. The ball movement that was there early on in the season dissipated. It became a team that needed Xavier Johnson to explode for 30 points or needed Justin Champagne to have the game of his life. But early on, they they, they, they were feeling it, and that feeling went away. And maybe maybe that's that, that, that was on Jeff. We don't know. And I say, again, the, ev- the evidence will, p- will pull out over time. When we look and see over the next few years, if Jeff Capel is able to put together, uh, you know, a squad, keep together this group again. I, I like William Jeffress. I think Noah Collier has potential. I really like Femi Udakale. Nike Sabani is going to be here another year. If Ithiel Horton's got two more years, John Hugley's got several more years. They've got guys, and the, all these transfer border dudes that came in. I've, you know, I've talked about them a lot. They've got guys who could come into Pitt and be those role players and develop that kind of chemistry. And if they do that. I think you'll see more of the kind of basketball that we saw with Jeff Capel. They, they weren't guys that were de- depending on star power at that point in time. They were guys that were playing very well, organized, putting in good effort, and battling through those tough moments. And that's why they were able to gut out some of the wins that they did. And when that went away, we saw what it was about. And again, I'm not saying that that Pitt Panthers could play like the Phoenix Suns, play, play the way the Phoenix Suns play because they're playing on a professional level. But the chemistry, the spirit of what the Suns have been playing, I think is great for basketball. And I think it's great for, it's a great reminder of what basketball should be at the collegiate level when you see their level of effort their level of team chemistry i i think that's something that you'll that you'll see more and more of as time rolls on but make no mistake i'm not saying that it's going to be easy i'm not saying they're going to do it this year what i'm saying is what's going to be fun with this upcoming pit basketball season is seeing who what roots take place what what kind of chemistry is built what young players bond together and are like, hey, we we got this thing going. 
that's what's going to be fun to watch. And if you want to have fun watching it, watch it later today. The NBA Finals, I believe they're on ABC. Go check them out. Um, NBA Finals, I mean, it's not like you got a whole bunch else to watch now. NHL's done, MLB's going on, but the NBA Finals... This is they are fun to watch this year. The Bucks and the Suns. Now the Bucks got to bounce back because they're down two and zero. I think that they will make it a six game series. But either way, if you turn on the NBA Finals and you're a Pittsburgh person, you'll get to see Cam Johnson, product of Old Lady Sacred Heart, and a guy who went to Pitt for two years. And you'll get to see him ball out along with the team that has the best chemistry in all of the NBA. And for me, that's a lot of fun to watch. But hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the H2P Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, your host and writer at DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Also, subscribe to our podcast network. We are on anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Rate, rate us five stars and leave us a positive comment. It really helps us out. Stay tuned. Got more coming your way right on this network all week long. Hope you're having a happy Sunday.